Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga with player picks as sweet as a Yusuf Paulsen first-time volley, fantasy advice as on point as a Christopher Trimmel delivery, and two pundits who are more than capable of rivaling the double act of Muller and Lewandowski. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, one and all. My name is James Surrogate. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 4, Match Day 5, and joining me to break down all the fixtures as ever, he is the fantasy fußball god known as Flo Reinecker. Hi, James. Uh, happy to be here. So, Flo, how did your unlimited transfer draft go in the end? Uh, it went all right, but not not as great as I uh, sought it out to be. Although I have to, like, I made some suboptimal decisions based on what I expect going forward. Because uh, I, I planned a bit more ahead maybe than usual. I had some some guys I brought in just because of fixtures this week or uh, guys I didn't brought in um, just because of bad fixtures this week. So I don't have to... Like, I didn't want to dig a hole for myself moving forward. So all in all, I'm, I'm satisfied. I'm, like, I, I definitely was on the wrong side of variance last weekend because I, I really was deciding between Olmo and Nkunku, went for Nkunku in the end because I thought it was the more differential pick. And um, I also was debating uh, Hofmann or Neuhaus and, and decided to go with Neuhaus. And, yeah, like, the other guys uh, did, did go off, um, but... I mean, that can change um, on this match day. So all in all, I'm, I'm, let, let's check. I'm, I'm, I actually can't tell you how many points I did score. 149. That's like, it's not great, but it's like, it, it keeps me, keeps me in the running. Yeah, I think that's kind of how I looked at it as well. I was quite, I had 155, so I was just six above you this week. And I did the same thing. I actually also, you, you made such a compelling case for Nkunku last week on the show that I ended up yeah, going for Nkunku as well over Olmo. Um, but then we were also having to deal with some pretty, you know, last minute news coming out of, you know, some of the team lineups. You had Erling Haaland and, and Royce on the bench. You had Kramrich who'd been uh, struck down by coronavirus. Uh, and you had Sancho playing up front and they're also and there were these plethora of options that you had at your disposal. And I'm sure that could have actually thrown a few people off their game a little bit. So I was quite happy that I did come out with a, a squad I was happy with, not just for this match day, but also the next three or four as well. And I'll talk about that a little bit later because it involved two players that uh, feature in green that I'm hoping will finally come good uh, after not really performing to the peak of their abilities uh, last weekend. Uh, but on the note of last weekend, it is uh, worth pointing out that Teddy Boys. He is still top of the table, 660 points. So even with unlimited transfers, no one could slow his role, which is good news for him. Speaking of our listeners, then we should get on to some listener questions because we've got a fair few and some very good ones as well. Uh, the first one coming from at Kirkhell6 on Twitter, who asks, which players should we be worried about getting rested this week as a result of the Champions League games? They list Haaland, Lewandowski, Olmo and Angelino. But this is a question that came in from multiple listeners flows. So the rotation risk, where are we? at with it yes uh, it's probably pretty high um in between uh european match days um, but i think you are pretty safe with harland Lewandowski, and angelino i think these uh, three guys will start because at the start of the season the bundesliga will be very high priority for all coaches i guess or at least for most of the coaches and these three guys are indispensable uh harland got rested so maybe I'm like I'm contradicting my own point here but he got rested last weekend at Hoffenheim and I can't imagine Favre holding Haaland out two match days in a row uh, I, I don't think that that'll happen especially since after the loss um, at Lazio there's that, like the talk about like is Favre the right coach for Dortmund like the volumes uh, is already getting louder louder again and uh, I, I don't think um, benching Haaland will, will help that cause. The guy I would be concerned about is Dani Olmo. I covered the Champions League match um, between Leipzig and uh, Basek Shia. And he, he didn't look that sharp like we've seen him in recent weeks. He looked a bit... Yeah, I don't like uninterested is a bit harsh, but he made some, some bad decisions, got swapped out pretty early. And I can imagine him getting a rest, especially 
since Nkunku uh, looked um, looked better than Olmo on that match day by by a pretty hefty margin in, in my books. Um, so I, I can imagine that Olmo is getting rested, especially since Yusuf Paulsen. Like I think the the experiment with um, Forsberg up front or Wang. Wang played um, the second, all of the second half uh, in the Champions League, and, and was pretty bad. Got called out by by Nagelsmann afterwards, and and he basically said that he isn't like he's in a full full option for them because he has to lot uh, has to do still a lot of adapting to to fit into the Leipzig play. That he isn't at a hundred percent physically even, which is one of the strongest points of of Wang's game is his his quickness. So. Think Almo is in, in risk of, of being rotated out. Um, but Nkunku might be the one, uh, who, who benefits from it. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the rotation risk is something that we face every year. And let's be honest, if Flo and I could tell you how to navigate it, then we would be, well, geniuses at the very least. And I don't think multimillionaires because there's not a lot of money in Bundesliga fantasy, but, um, we would love to be able to do it too. Uh, from my experience, of course, it's easier to dip into the, the markets where they're not playing in on the continent. I think to give an example from my team right now, I've got seven of my 15 players are on teams that play in Europe. Personally, I'll be looking to get that down to about six or five over the next couple of weeks because I do think it's going to be intense with the Champions League and Europa League schedule. And I do think it's going to have an effect. But we're also seeing just the, uh, the inability to be able to anticipate things this season is even greater than ever. And I, I use Serge Gnabry, I use Andre Kramerich as examples that dropped out last minute before, with the, it, within the blink of an eye, really. And there's there's no lead up to the news and that can be problematic. I know our good friend, Brinny Hoof, uh, Richard Prangle, got caught out by a few uh, baby uh, situations. Alassane Player being the latest one this weekend because he missed out yeah. uh, to attend the birth of his child and things like that. And, and Kimmich isn't even done <laughs> with getting a father. So he wasn't in the squad on Saturday, but the, the child's still not born on Wednesday when we record. Or at least I haven't heard that is. Last I heard it wasn't. Yeah, that, I think that's it. Everyone's kind of been waiting for the, the, you know, the build headline to break about him having his first child, but not, not just yet. Yeah. My, my thoughts are definitely with his wife. If she's in labor for like. <laughs> Four days now. That's not. I was going to say. I don't. Think, is fun. that even possible? I mean, I'm not. I'm no. I'm no expert on pregnancy here. Nah. I tend to stick to Bundesliga fantasy for my realms of expertise. Not, but not in real labor, but I mean, it's in some form. Probably, it, like, it's possible that they they told him it's it's going to be today or tomorrow, and then that's not going to happen. That's that's definitely. An, uh, okay, well, we send we send them we send them our best wishes. Yeah. Um, we we are fantasy and the medical uh, birth <laughs> advice podcast. We are yeah. we are taking a strange tangent today. Let's yeah. be honest. Um, but yes, if we could predict these things, uh, we would we would love to share it with you. Um, but unfortunately, we can't. Uh, let's talk about a couple of individual players now. Moving on to the next set of questions, Flo, and it's a two part one from Wacking underscore Rot, uh, who says Augustinson's injured. Keep or sell? If the latest, uh, which would be a good replacement he also asked of sancho lot of money poor value but love his match what to do so how are you feeling about augustinson and sancho yeah we don't have a diagnosis so um all of you, you who haven't noticed he he had he couldn't finish training was had a bit um ice sack on his calf but we don't know what it is but it didn't look good and i mean uh, that prevented you from having to hear me talking about Augustinsson being the best left back in the Bundesliga right now. Because <laughs> uh, he's in a, yeah, he's in the best shape of his life. He, re he really is. And he uh, also stands out in the fantasy game. But I personally expect this to be more serious. So I expect him to miss the game against Hoffenheim. Um, and then I, I definitely, I'm always preferring players who play over players that are injured, even if like, if you have Toure and Augustinsson, for instance, Augustinsson is injured, Toure is playing at Munich, I would always sell Augustinsson without hesitation. And, um, that's why I would do it here. You can, like, uh, the in injury to Augustinsson would mean that we give, uh, we would, uh, get Agu, what I predicted, uh, last week, but didn't came to fruition because, uh, Kufa played Voltemade out of the blue. <laughs> yeah, that surprised me too. <laughs> uh, in the starting lineup. Yeah. 
But that would definitely be like Agu could start even if Augustinson is not injured because Gabriel Selassie played as a center back in the three man back line again, but Mbom featured on the, on the right flank. Um, but that is a spot for Agu or he plays as a left back for Augustinson. Both is possible. So uh, if you want to stay in a Bremen squad, I think he's a good choice because he's cheap with 4.6 million. But if you're looking in Ludus price range, I think Christopher Trimmel is standing out at uh, 10 million. Uh, I like him very much. Uh, same can be said uh, about Günther of uh, Freiburg for 11.3 million. Um, and I think a sneaky one is Jerome Rossignon for 10.2 million because they got so many injuries at, at Wolfsburg. <laughs> yeah. Like he's the only guy standing on the left flank and we've seen him be a fantasy beast. So maybe. He can give us a blast from the past and, and show that he still has it. Um, I think it's an interesting choice for 10.2. And another guy I'd throw out as a cheap option is Ismail Jacobs for 6.7 million. Cologne defender playing as a left winger. Um, first time back from injury, last time out against Frankfurt and, um, immediately, uh, was in the starting lineup, uh, for Cologne and, um, Definitely a guy uh, I'd think about if you want some involvement on the Friday evening match. Yes, which I think a lot of people will, but I like those choices. Uh, what about Sancho then? Because that does bleed into our next question. Hafid FW also asked about Sancho. Mm -hmm. So where are we at with him now? I have no idea. Uh, I asked a Dortmund supporter today and he, the answer I got was basically, yeah, uh, two out of uh, Sancho, Reina and uh, Royce reply, <laughs> but not all three. No idea who of the two uh, two will will start. I have an idea. I I believe that Reina is set to start. Um, I'm pretty sure about that because he got rested in the Champions League. At the moment, he he actually looks like the best uh, midfielder or creative midfielder that Dortmund has. <sighs> I, 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 it's tough. I I fell in the Sancho trap as well because when I saw the lineup, Sancho being uh, an all in all striker. Because uh, Haaland on the bench, I'm just a sucker for midfielders who play up front. Um, that's <laughs> yeah. why I went went with him. And also, we know that he can deliver. Um, hasn't shown that uh, at Hoffenheim. I would feel pretty b good if he's in the starting lineup. I just like I feel more like it's Royce and Reina, but I still probably will keep Sancho, um, especially. We've seen him coming on as a substitute, getting 35 minutes and, and picking up 13, 15, uh, fantasy points. True. That's definitely. And, and if, if they have trouble, I mean, that sounds ridiculous now, uh, saying that if they hit trouble against Schalke, he will come on pretty, pretty early if he's on the bench. But we, we've seen that in the past. Uh, like it's a derby. It's, yeah. Even if Schalke looks like, not good, uh, to put it politely, uh, so far. I don't think, uh, like it's out of the question that, that Dortmund struggles against Schalke, uh, on Saturday. Yeah. But I, I don't feel great about Sancho. I wouldn't buy him. And if I, it's so, it's so tough because if he's in a starting lineup and you're selling him, he can pick up 25 points easily. But I'm getting the impression, Flo, a lot of people are in the same boat as us in being very undecided on Sancho. And I think at that rate, it's actually, it, it could actually make him a massive differential for when he does have that 25 point haul, because not many people will have starred him as, you know, their star man in midfield. Not many people would have necessarily picked him because I think it's fair to say, given the prices, you're just a lot more comfortable with Reina right now than you are Sancho. Yeah, I have both. So Reina is like, Reina is a free square for me right now. As long as he plays, I think you're making a big mistake not having Reina in the squad. Same goes true for a guy like Angelino. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm basically not counting Reina as, as part of the squad because, uh, like his, his price tag, um, in comparison to what he gives you on the pitch is such, such great value that, like, it's not like I'm, I don't mind doubling up. If that means, uh, I have a very cheap or a great value play from a club and, and a high priced premium option. And that's why I don't mind having Sancho and Reina, uh, together. 
in the squad. But I mind it now because I'm not sure that Sancho will keep his starting job. Especially because he started at Hoffenheim. He started in the Champions League. And will he start again against Schalke? But at least, yeah. I don't know. At the moment, I, w I, would, I, w I would say is uh, Reyna will start. I'm 90% sure of that. And then I feel 65% confident that Royce will be his partner. And 35%, I, I think it's, it's Sancho. So. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, I kind yeah. of, I, yeah. Building on what I said last week about the fact that, or was it two weeks ago with Sancho, that I'm just not convinced we're going to see this 20 goals and 20 assists type form from him again, um, this season. Because, I mean, in, against Hoffenheim, he didn't look that great and he didn't, he wasn't, you know, incredibly involved in anything particularly threatening in the final third. And against Lazio, there were so many times that you could audibly hear the coaches on the Dortmund bench demanding more from him, both on and off the ball. And that just, it makes me feel very uneasy with Sancho right now. Uh, so let's leave it there. Let's move on to Andre Silva because at Hafid FW had a second part to his question. He's asking whether he should change Silva for someone else flow. Now, Andre Silva, fantastic statistic. He is one of only two players in the Bundesliga fantasy to score double digits in four straight weeks, the other being Thomas Muller. Yeah. So why would you get rid of him? First, I, I think we have to uh, give a shout out with, with this stat you just gave because... Uh What what's the Twitter account that that posted that out? I I saw that as well. well. It's official uh, DNL. It's official yeah. DNL. So shout outs uh, who isn't following official DNL on Twitter should do that to get uh, like great fantasy nuggets like yeah. I'm, I'm, like I'm that. always tempted to tell uh, people not to follow because I want to keep the nuggets to myself, Flo. But I do I, I do uh, think people it if yeah. I if I could dedicate <laughs> if you want to keep the the nuggets to yourself, you, you're doing the wrong that's true. podcast. That's actually very James. true. Yeah, I just uh, very <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Oh, are you no, sabotaging always, uh, always. everything I'm trying, I I'm see? I'm out there just yeah. trying to hustle everyone. No, I, no. No, I just like, I, I just want to give a shout out there because uh, I, I, I saw that and I thought it was a great stat and a great find. So uh, they, 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 they are the best official fantasy Bundesliga Twitter account out yeah. there. So if you haven't go, gone and followed them, it's at DNL Fantasy on Twitter. That's their handle. You can find it with official DNL as well. So yes, highly, highly recommended. So yeah. talk to me about Silver though, Flo. Yeah, I would get rid of him. Um, I mean, last week I, I talked about, um, that wouldn't shy away of Bayern, but I had a mistake. I, th I thought Frankfurt was playing Bayern at home, but Frankfurt has two road games in a row and they're playing at Munich. And we, we've seen that, that Munich didn't struggle at Bielefeld, uh, quite the contrary. And so I'm, I'm not sure that, like, if Frankfurt is getting something out of Munich, um, It's definitely not worth having 25 shots on goal. That's what, like, I can't see that. And, um, I, I would replace, like, my first choice for replacing would actually be Yusuf Paulsen, um, for, um, Andre Silva. You, you save some money, uh, going to the Leipzig striker. I think he, he's shown enough, um, that he's the clear number one right now. Uh, other guys you can look at, um, Valdvejos and Lucas Alario, I think, are, are both uh, viable. And if you want to go cheap, Zaza Kalajcik, uh, under 5 million, playing on a Friday evening at home against Cologne. Yeah. Um, only problem is that Gonzalez is back, and we might see a passing of the torch at some point, depending on how Kalajcik performs going forward. So that's... Definitely the only concern I have was Kalajcik. Otherwise, I think he's a great value uh, pick. Yeah. But I, I would look to get rid of uh, Silva. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I brought him in, Andre Silva, when Kramerich and Haaland both got ruled out of the starting lineup for Hoffenheim and, and Dortmund. And I went, you know what? I need flexibility. And Andre Silva had a nice standalone game time. And I thought, you know what? Why not? Um, and it wasn't a bad choice because, yeah, he's, he's still scoring. The thing is... It, we mentioned that statistic about the double digits. He's hitting like 10 and 11. We haven't seen him really break 15 yet. And that is a concern because you don't necessarily want boom or bust players, but they certainly do help when it comes to uh, star man choices. Um, and so I personally am looking to get rid of Silver myself, despite this incredible record uh, this week. Okay, a bit of advice for at uh, Marce Kalejko, who asks Dost, Kamada, Ture, Kunja, Mittelstedt, who would you prioritize shipping out this weekend flow 
So Dost would be number one for me. Uh, then it's Bittelstedt, Touré, Kamada, Cunha. That would be uh, my ranking uh, with first, like Dost, the guy I would uh, ship out first. And uh, like Kamada was one of these choices I did last week, although I expected him to have a great game at Cologne. Uh, I didn't want three Frankfurt players for the last match day because of the game at Munich. And that's why I did, um, went with Neuhaus over Kamada just because of schedule. And, uh, I think that can pay off now, although Kamada had a great game. And if I'm, like, if I'm sticking with a guy like, um, Hatter is playing at Leipzig, that's the, um, that's, I think, the reason why the question is asked. And I, I can see a guy like Kunja actually having a decent game at Leipzig. Why not? Um, and there's a bit of history there. So if you want to go, like the narrative street is, is definitely there with Kunja. Oh yeah, the story Not clicking <laughs> at Leipzig and now coming back with Berlin and like even Davy Zelka, I think, uh, <laughs> basically all the goals he scored for Hatter, he scored against <laughs> Leipzig. So True. maybe, maybe Kunja. Can, can follow the lead of the great Davy. Very true. Um, quickly, before we can move on to the next question, an update, because we were just waxing lyrical about how good official DNL are on Twitter. And I've just gone onto their page and it turns out Joshua Kimmich has now had his second child. Oh. It happened two hours ago. So there's an update <laughs> from earlier in the show. Um, apparently he is going to join up with the team for the game against Atletico tonight, but isn't going to feature. So that should mean that he is back on the weekend. Yeah. So just an update there because I've literally just spotted it. Um, let's move on to the next question though. At J.Querault, he's got a two-part one flow. He says, I've got 15 million to spend on Defender. Who would you suggest? He already has Angelino, Mittelstedt and Trimmel. He asks, is Guerrero too much of a rotation risk? And the second part of his question, what's the best way to take advantage of a nice looking run of fixtures for Wolfsburg? Yeah, so Guerrero is a great rotation risk and we might hear his name called up later in the show. Uh, I, I think you can definitely go with Guerrero. I don't know. Like, I, I think it's a like 60% he plays is my opinion. But from all defenders, uh, on average, he's uh, the guy who's most involved in, in shots on goal. Uh, I think even more than Angelino. Uh, Angelino is just scoring goals that, that makes up like a bulk uh, also of, of his goals. But Guerrero, if he's on the pitch, he's, he's pretty involved in the attacking play. He's sitting at 5.1 per 90 minutes. And, uh, you, like Erlen Haaland is at 5.2 uh, shots involved in, uh, during 90 minutes. So that, that's great. But if you don't want to go the risk, I personally probably would go with Günther of Freiburg for 11.3 million as a safe guy who also has set piece duties in his locker. Not a bad matchup going up at uh, Union. Um, I think you, you definitely can go there and, and Jerome Rossignon called up his name um, before. I think these are your options. Your best options. I'm not sure if you. Uh, I'm not really looking at these high-priced defenders. Lucas Hernandez probably is one you you could mention because um, Hansi Flick said that Alfonso Davis is not a hundred percent and that he's lacking some yeah, some fitness and some mental quickness right now after playing such a long season and um, having such a great development and uh, at the moment Lucas Hernandez is actually quite good value uh, at 11, 11.4 million. And he's winning more than 15 challenges on average per 90 minutes. Um, that's a great stat for a defender. And so Lucas Hernandez is another guy I'd throw out here. Yeah, I think it's a weird thing right now, especially the defenders and the midfielders market. The high ticket players don't actually seem as dependable or attractive as they have in, in other seasons. And actually it's giving us a lot of cash to, to play with, I think right now. So I would almost recommend holding on to a bit of that cash, um, and not necessarily splashing out on a, and a massive, um, defender as well. So I, uh, yeah, I would agree with, with Flo there. And I think his, his list of players is very good. What about Wolfsburg Flo? 
because this is a team that, yes, we talked about them a bit last week. They have these wonderful standalone fixtures because of the scheduling, anticipating them being in the Europa League, which they are no longer. Um, I have to admit, I dipped into that market twice last weekend um, with Maximilian Arnold and uh, Maxence Lacroix, uh, thinking that it was a, a budget defender and someone that I could pretty much guarantee would be involved in shots on goal for Wolfsburg. What do you make of their market? Yeah, I think it's tough because in, in mid, I, I would love to have a midfielder of, of Wolfsburg and, um, but there's the least amount of clarity. Maximilian Arnold has been a steady Eddie in, in recent uh, fantasy years, but didn't like so far he hasn't picked up the pace. And that's, I mean, the main reason is, is so obvious. It's just two goals have been scored in games with Wolfsburg in it. And only one goal of Wolfsburg. And so they're not having shots at goals. They're not scoring goals. And that's definitely hindering uh, fantasy points creation. Um, and, and that's a, the problem with Wolfsburg. Uh, now, Brekalo uh, has tested uh, positive for Corona. So he's out uh, of the picture. And so that makes, makes guys like Stefan or Mimedi maybe investable. If you don't want to go with Arnold, because he's pretty expensive, um, Stefan and uh, Mimedi, I think, are, are decent, decent choices in midfield. And up front, you know, I'm not the biggest Wout Wechost uh, fan. In a f I, I like him as a person. I, I, I don't think as highly of him as an actual football player. Um, but he, he proved me wrong time and time again, uh, last season. So, um, definitely think he's viable to, to go to Wout Bechost, um, for the next matches. So I, I think that's the route you okay, can go. But we'll talk about. And Rosa Young, yeah. I, I say, I, I don't know if I've mentioned him in, in this question, but I've mentioned him before. He would be my preferred choice. Um, from the back four, um, because Riddle Baku, yes. <laughs> uh, he, he's playing, but he's a midfielder in the game. So he, he would be an instant buy if yes. he would, would be a defender in the game. Cause he's a great player. I actually like him very much. You can, you can actually go there cause he's, I think 6.7 million, something like that as a midfielder. I just don't feel that the ceiling is there if you're choosing a midfielder who's playing as a right back. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I, I agree with you. He would be an instant choice in my squad if he was a defender in the game. Uh, no, I think that sum, summed it up quite well. Okay, one final question of part one. We've hit the half hour mark. Uh, let's wrap up part one here. And it's from at FF underscore Vader. Two quick questions flow from him. And I'll say FF Vader, I know you had a slightly longer one. We may answer it another episode. But ultimately, the, the answer to your question is if you finish in the top 100, you're elite. But the quick questions flow. Drop Hoffman or Goretzka? I wouldn't drop Hoffman. So uh, Hoffman would actually be a guy I wouldn't mind buying uh, if I wouldn't have gone for Neuhaus uh, for the last match day. So uh, he he set himself apart. He's he's having set piece duties. He's he's taking penalties. So yeah, I I think Hoffman is is a very good choice. Yeah, I'd and I would I would have like your squad has to be like. So loaded with, with top guys. If you're thinking about selling Goretzka, cause I, I know he's not like scoring like we, um, expected him maybe. Um, but, but I think Nabri being out actually could mean that Goretzka has to take more responsible, uh, responsibilities going forward. Tiliso is suspended because of his red card. I, I would have a tough time selling Goretzka. Uh, like I, I would look to sell other pieces in my squad probably before I go with with Goretzka. But yeah, that's that's a luxury. Yeah, yeah. Out of these two, I, I definitely would like Goretzka would be the guy I would rather drop. But like I I, I like both guys actually. Yeah, dro drop Goretzka, but with caution. I think and that's yeah. really if you're having to pick between these two. If you were asking should I drop Goretzka this weekend, I would say no. But if you're asking me to pick between yeah. Hoffman and Goretzka, I will say Goretzka because Hoffman is yeah. one of the guys pretty near the top of my shopping list this weekend. I'll be honest. His other part of the question: top three forwards for this weekend, Flo. Yeah, I mean, are we including uh, Lewandowski in this list? Uh, yeah, I think we can include everyone. Yeah, yeah. But then it's Lewandowski and Haaland are the top two, uh, has to be. So I, I'm like, these are the top two, and then I give you three on top. I think that, okay. that that's generous. Fair. 
<laughs> answer. And um, I would go with Yusuf Paulsen. Um, he he impressed me uh, in, in recent games. He would be my first choice. Then Lucas Alario as a second choice, but it's probably it's the last or second to last party for him without Patrick Schick. So uh, you should enjoy it while while it lasts with uh, Alario. And uh, the third guy is Kalajic of uh, Stuttgart. Friday night option. So if you want to save some money up front, he's your okay, guy. Okay, and so. you know what? I'll throw out one extra name because I do, with Flo, agree on Paulson. Uh, and who was the second one you mentioned? <laughs> Just blank now, actually. Um, uh, Alario. Alario, that's right, because I've got Alario in my squad. But I'll throw out another name. I think Alassane Player up against Mainz away from home this weekend uh, could do absolute bits. Okay, let's end it there for part one. We'll be back in part two. Time to look at the fixtures. Welcome back to part two of Talking Fußball Fantasy. Let's get stuck into those match day five fixtures, starting with the Friday night game, Stuttgart against Köln. Now, while Köln are without a win in 14 league games, Stuttgart have a red-hot striker in Sasa Kaladzic, who has the fifth-best goal-per-minute ratio in the Bundesliga, scoring at a clip of one goal every 96 minutes. So, Flo, who's top of the shopping list on Friday night? I mean, we talked about Kalajic at length already. Uh, he's definitely the top striker. Although you can make an argument for Sebastian Andersen, who's just like insanely winning challenges. Uh, I think he got five points out of winning challenges uh, on the last match day, which is absurd, meaning he did win more than 25 he's, challenges. He's in the game at the wrong time. He needed to be around three yeah. seasons ago. He, 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 he would make uh, Kayubi pale uh, <laughs> in comparison with, with, with the way he's playing. Uh, for all you guys who have been playing fantasy longer, probably know ex-Augsburg player Kayubi with fond memories. But um, yeah, Kalajic, uh, top striker, but they're more, more, they're really more interesting players. Um, I went with Didavi last week, 7.5 million. Great player. Um, uh, in, in midfield, set piece duties has been substituted off a bit earlier uh, in recent week than I like for my taste, but I still think he has a great ceiling. And for some reason, Gonzalo Castro is, is all of a sudden playing as a really good attacking midfielder. I don't know where that is coming from. <laughs> yeah, he's playing like a 22 year old all of a sudden. Yeah, and he, he's less than 5 million. Definitely also a guy you can, you can look at. If Mateo Klimovic is in the starting lineup, only one million. Also a great guy to, to look at. And I would prefer Klimovic if he's in the starting lineup over Kulibali, who's also just one million played as, um, the left wing back in this system with a three man back line, uh, at Berlin because of Sosa was injured. And I, I actually think that he'll probably uh, keep his place. He's a guy that uh, Sven Mislintat discovered at, at PSG and um, probably a decent amount of you guys out there know Mislintat as, as a guy who discovered um, yeah, a few gems for Borussia Dortmund before he had his falling out with uh, Thomas Tuchel. So I think it's quite funny that he actually got a guy from PSG under yeah. Tuchel's nose. I think that was probably <laughs> what he wanted to do there. And last guy to throw out, if you're looking for defenders, Ismail Jacobs, I already mentioned for Cologne, but uh, also um, Marc-Oliver Kempf of uh, Stuttgart, 5.6 million. I know it feels a bit point chasey because he scored a goal last week and got, I think, 17 points, but that's his appeal. He's very strong after set pieces. Uh, he's definitely a guy who can win a decent amount of challenges. I, I, and I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that Stuttgart is keeping a clean sheet, which would give Kempf uh, the ability to have a decent game, um, even without scoring a goal. And if he scores a goal and is playing on a Friday evening, he's your star man. That's a great start to, to the weekend. So I, I wouldn't fault you uh, with going with Kempf. 
Yeah, no, 100%. I'll be honest. I did the debate between Jakobs and Kempf because I knew I needed a fifth, fifth defender that was cheap last weekend with unlimited transfers. And I went, you know what? I'm not convinced by any of the players that I could pick just for this week and be forced to make a change. So I went, you know what? I'll pick someone from the Friday night game from next week. And I went for Jakobs over Kempf. But the fact that Kempf with just one clean sheet this season has already picked up 36 points really is a, a very good indicator. And yes, bolstered by the 17 points he picked up last weekend but a very valuable asset, potentially. Uh, let's move on to the Saturday 3.30 games, and we'll start with uh, the champions. Bayern against Frankfurt. Now, Lewandowski, he scored 12 goals in 17 previous meetings with Frankfurt, who themselves are unbeaten in eight games dating back to last season. Who are you picking for your player out of this one, Flo? Uh, Lucas Hernandez. Uh, I think he's he's definitely a differential pick and like he has a very solid flaw with uh, all the challengers who wins and like if he for some reason is involved in the goal it's uh, it could be a great game and uh, like the the clean sheet probability of Bayern is always pretty high so yeah. I think you you can do worse and Anders will be my pick I mean, it's obvious, like, I, I don't want to say Lewandowski. I mean, he's, he's in all of your guys' yeah. squad. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no need for Lewandowski. And I actually wouldn't go to buy a midfielder right now. It's like, I'd agree. Come on. Maybe you can, oh, he's a striker in the game. Yeah. That's he? it. It really is. It's Sane or Goretzka or Kimmich. Those are basically when it comes to Bayern midfielders, ones that are going to play regularly. Those are your three choices. Sane's still working his way back from injury. Kimmich just had a baby, so you don't know whether he's going to play, but it's likely. And yeah, we've Goretzka we've already talked about. But I agree, the midfield market at Bayern really is is probably even more unattractive flow than it has been in recent seasons. And it's been a struggle in recent seasons as well. So I like I really like the Hernandez pick. I think he's going to have a much bigger part to play this season than many people anticipated. Let's talk about Leipzig against Hertha. Now, Nagelsmann has never lost a game against Hertha, but the question is, could he be haunted by the one that got away? We mentioned him earlier, Mateusz Kunja. He only scored twice for Leipzig in 35 Bundesliga outings, including what was a goal of the season against Leverkusen. But he's hit seven in 15 for Hertha so far. So who are you going for, Flo? Yeah, Angelino would be too easy. Uh, I think <laughs> he's just in... Like, he looks magnificent, uh, for those of you guys who haven't seen his first goal in, in the Champions League, he scored twice, but his first goal was like, that was a, a piece of art. Um, the way he, he uh, controlled the ball, um, and set up his shot with a left foot. That was just amazing, amazing goal. And a guy who also had a hand in that goal was Yusuf Paulson because he played with the back to, uh, to the goal and, did uh, make a layup for Campbell and he assisted and uh, the goal from uh, Angelino and Paulson is my uh, my choice here. Um, yeah, I, I think he's separated. He he looks better than ever. Uh, I have to say this season and uh, Wang were a big disappointment. Uh, already mentioned that, so I, I think he's pretty pretty safe. Yeah. Although you 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 don't get a hundred percent with Nagelsmann, we know True. that. But um, you with most of the guys you uh, you want to pick, there's some risk involved, and I'm. I'm I would be happy to take the risk with, with Paulson. Yeah, definitely. I think it's interesting. You know, Timo Werner left and we were all asking the question, who will replace Timo Werner? Not many people mentioned Yusuf Paulson as someone that would profit from his departure, but it really does look like Timo leaving has, has allowed Paulson to step into the spotlight a little bit up front and it does seem to be suiting him quite well. Union against Freiburg is the next game. Fun fact for this one, Union have scored a league-high four-headed goals so far this season, but four of their five goals that they've conceded have also come courtesy of headers. So it's going to be a heading frenzy between Union and Freiburg flow. So which players are you looking at to get your points? Yeah, I had Christopher Trimmel down, but I, I think we mentioned him so often already um, that I pivot to um, Marvin Friedrich. Uh, his point, uh, um, price point is 6.6 .6 million. I, I would only recommend him if you don't have the money to go up to Trimmel or you want to double up. Uh, I think both is viable. Uh, he's the third highest scoring defender so far in the game, but that's coming on the back of him scoring two goals. But he's the main target guy for Trimmel set pieces, so that actually you can double dip if you have Trimmel and Friedrich with Trimmel like 
getting the corner in and uh, Friedrich having the header at goal. So you, you could take points for um, the assist and the goal. That's, that's definitely possible with, the, with these two guys. And uh, I, I don't expect him having big games outside of the games where he scores or uh, Union keeps a clean sheet. That has to be said. But uh, he's definitely goal-scoring scrat, and, and Trimble is searching uh, for him with his uh, set pieces. So, yeah. Yeah, that's it. There's something, there's something about goal-scoring defenders who are cheap this season. We've had Schlotterbeck, we've had Friedrich, we've got Kempf. They are the ones right now really mixing things up in the Bundesliga fantasy world, and it is great to see. Mites against Gladbach. It's the final 3.30 game on Saturday because we have a plethora of standalone fixtures once again. Gladbach are unbeaten in eight, winning the last four against Marco Rosa's former side, Mainz. His counterpart, Jan Moritz Lichter, could this weekend become the first ever Mainz head coach to start his tenure with three straight defeats. Who are you looking at in this fixture, Flo? Jonas Hofmann, 13 million. Uh, that's my guy. You already mentioned player. Uh, I, I just feel he's a bit too pricey uh, with uh, more than 15 million for my taste. That's why I like, I, I think hat to hat, he's probably pretty close to Yusuf Paulsen. But if like the, the, the price tag is 4 million in difference. So I, I definitely take the cheaper guy there. True. Uh, no, no questions asked. And uh, you could say that Hofmann is maybe a bit overpriced, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm killing my my own argument again. But uh, I still think he's he's a, a decent choice. But yeah, I understand if you don't want to pay that much. It's it's always like this limbo price range between the really really expensive guys and the the cheaper value picks, but. Uh, I think Jonas Hofmann is um, making a name for himself this season and, and uh, convincing the last doubters. And I'm definitely one of the last doubters. Uh, I like I, I wasn't expecting him to keep up the way he's playing uh, this se- uh, the last season to to actually uh, can support that with the way he's playing this season. But he he can, and he's shown that. And I'm done with doubting Jonas. Fair, fair enough and I think yeah uh, there's good reason behind that as well I will say with player for me he's a massive boom or bust this weekend and that's why I think he has the price tag he has but that is why Flo is right to point out that there is an element of risk for it okay Dortmund against Schalke it's the Saturday evening game Haaland has 22 goals in 25 competitive outings for Dortmund and 17 in 19 games for in the Bundesliga but he's also started chipping in with assists which would make him an even bigger fantasy weapon question from a listener here Flo at Brittany Hoof asking, does Sunday's results slash performance indicate that Schalke will get anything other than an absolute battering at Dortmund this weekend? And I mean, you were the man backing Schalke for big things last weekend. Mark Oot came up a couple of times, I remember as well, which, yeah, that was a, yeah. an unfortunate turn of events. I mean, they, they would have won like probably 4-1 if Oot <laughs> would have played. And I'm, I'm really sorry. I, at, at least one listener reached out to me via Twitter because... He went for Oud, uh, oh, and and but he did pick up an injury. So I'm I'm like I'm, I feel innocent. Uh, if he were like if he had performed bad, yeah, I w- I would take the L uh, with Oud. But like picking up an injury and like that was not in the news before you had to make your transfer. So I I think that's just like that's stuff that happens. It's like with player. His wife being in labor. If you're not working in a hospital at München Gladbach, you probably wouldn't know that. Uh, and that's the way with, with Ud went. But I still feel like it's a big letdown spot for Dortmund. And we've seen that in the past that they really struggle, uh, against Schalke, especially at home. I've seen a stat today that out of the last nine, uh, derbies, just two have been won by the, the home team. And it's, uh, one time Schalke did that and one time Dortmund did that in the last four and a half years. So I don't think it's a foregone con- conclusion. Maybe not having, uh, supporters in, in the, the stands might actually help Dortmund because it's not like the big pressure on them to, to get a result um, before 85,000, but, 
I'm not sure. I'm I'm always a bit wary of of derbies, but it's not like I'm shying away from Dortmund assets. It's just like um, to remind you that that a lot can happen in, in games like that. It's definitely a special game between Dortmund and Schalke. Yeah, I mean, yeah, goodness me, we've seen uh, so many different scorelines from that fixture over the last couple of seasons. It could be a fantasy huge haul, or it can be one that is a big disappointment really in in those stakes so I think you've summed it up quite well there Flo um, Wolfsburg against Bielefeld let's move on to the Sunday games four straight draws to start the season is a first for Wolfsburg who are actually without a win in seven on home soil in the Bundesliga eight would equal a club record we've talked about them briefly so is this really an investable game at home to Bielefeld given the fact that Wolfsburg are struggling for goals and that Bielefeld are proving a very tough nut to crack in Germany's top flight. Yeah, you, you you have to project that Wolfsburg is improving. And I'm, I'm I'm pretty certain that that will happen at one point in the season. But you can't say with certainty it's going to be this match day. Because they have been looking poor going forward so far this season. Like I said, they only scored one goal. Like, no one's worse at scoring goals, not even Schalke. So, uh Schalke has doubled the amount of goals than, than Wolfsburg has. Yeah, which is concerning to say oh, the least, right? Yeah. And uh, I mean, to be honest, you were watching the game against Gladbach last weekend and that looked like it was going to be a nil-nil draw, then a penalty gets given. You think, all oh, right, it'll be a 1-0 win. And then somehow they, they carve out one chance that Vekos puts away. But it's, it is very concerning as a fantasy owner that Wolfsburg aren't just scoring freely right now. Yeah, but it's got just... They scored two goals, so I'm doing doing them wrong. They have the same amount of, uh, of goals than Schalke and Mainz have, so my bad. Um, I apologize to uh, the Wolfsburg supporter who's listened to us <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the Maxi Arnold fanboy out there. I know there's one. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm I'm sorry. They they scored two goals um, already this season, conceded two, uh, which makes it even worse because it's not like. Like the opponents are not having good fantasy days either. So, uh, yeah, but still you want to be the first one on the wave. And if you, you got the feeling that it's now the time to ride the Wolfsburg wave, you could do that. Um, definitely possible, but I would be a bit concerned because of the regular, uh, Corona test because he actually was already with the squad. Uh, did play because after coming back from international duties, his first test results were negative, and now he did pick up a positive test. So, was he infected with a uh, um, with a, a Croatia squad like like Kramaric? And it's just shown later that he is positive. Then that might be the case that we've seen on the weekend um, because that match is on Sunday. On Saturday, we got three or four more positive corona tests of Wolfsburg. I, I, I think that's possible. Um, so I personally probably won't invest in them because they haven't shown me enough. And I, I, I don't know that my faith in them is, is big enough to, to feel that I'm, I'm the first wave wider with Wolfsburg. So I, I'll, I'll let others try that. Um, I think for this week. Well, yeah, I mean that's it. I've already mentioned the, the only other, the only guy I'd mention is Jerome Rossignon because he's the guy who can score, uh, have a good fantasy game, even if it's uh, a goalless draw again, oh, see, I which would, would be the third. At I home. would, I would so. argue Arnold can too, given the fact that he takes all the corners, all the free kicks. I think yeah. Arnold's the type that has this baseline of about eight points because he yeah. knows he's going to yeah. be involved in a few passes to a shot and a few shots himself. He had a great effort against Gladbach that moved in the air and Zoma made a great save. And that's why I feel okay with Arnold and Lacroix in my squad. I don't think I'll be taking them out over the next three or f- like at least three games, I think, because I really did pick them looking at Wolfsburg's four fixtures between the two international breaks. Yeah. And so those two were pretty much locked in for me. And I'm okay with that right now. Um, it wasn't a great game against Gladbach, but it wasn't a terrible one either. And I'd like to think that if they are going to turn it around, maybe at home to Bielefeld could be the moment to do it. Okay, Bremen against Hoffenheim. Two games left to go because we do have a Monday night fixture this time around as well but Bremen Hoffenheim close the show on Sunday now while Niklas Fulkrug has scored three in his last four games against Hoffenheim it is worth noting that Hoffenheim have not lost away to Bremen in their last six trips picking up two wins and four draws the question flow with Hoffenheim 
which is something that I think we asked at the beginning of this season as well, but he wasn't injured. But now he's out. No Kramerich, no party for Hoffenheim? Yeah, at least it's a, like, it's a big blow for Hoffenheim not having Kramaric. I, I don't think you have to beat around the bush with, with that. It's, it's quite obvious. But still, like, a player like Bibu, for instance, especially Bibu is one I would be concerned about with the, the amount of pace he has. Cause that's one point where, where Bremen is still lacking. Although I saw some sprint statistic and although the, like, the play of Bremen hasn't uh, improved that much from last season, but they're athletic. Like everything they're doing, uh, uh, sprints-wise, and and like the quickness that has improved a lot with player selection. And so maybe that helps. But I'm not keen on having Hoffenheim players in my in my squad uh, for that match or in the near near future. And we don't know what the status of Kadarabek is right now on Wednesday. He is in quarantine um, so far as pest, uh, tests ca- uh, came back negative. But if it's enough to play on, on Sunday, we don't know. And um, Yeah. On the Bremen side, would be a goal for me uh, if Augustinsson is injured. Like like I said, Bietenkurt has actually quite good statistics in a fantasy sense. But I, I just don't feel comfortable with, with fielding Bittencourt, especially because he's not that cheap. If I, if I want to have a player like him, he has to be around 7 million. And Bittencourt right now is at 9.6. That's just a bit too rich for me. And Rashid says, like, he, he's coming off the bench, at least for that game. No real interest in that match. Couldn't agree more, Flo. Uh, let's move on to the final game. Leverkusen against Augsburg. Uh, Leverkusen have never lost in 18 Bundesliga meetings with Augsburg, but worryingly, Lucas Alario, who was on the score sheet against Mainz last weekend, has never scored in back-to-back fixtures in Germany's top flight. Not what fantasy owners, including myself, want to hear, but that's just the reality of it. The question, Flo, is for this Monday night game, who do you trust to close out the match day? So I always trust Alario, you know that, because he, he's uh, the striker who crowned me fantasy champion back in 2018. <laughs> Never forgotten. I think it was a hat-trick on the last match day, and he was my big differential on that day. So I have always a soft spot in my, in my heart for him, and that's why I trust him to close out the match day. Uh, I think he's the safest pick, actually, uh, from, the, from that match. Um, Bellarabi maybe has a bigger upside, but like he's just also a striker in the game, and that's what is lessening his appeal to me. Um, that and Wurz is cheap, but we don't know if he's actually in the starting lineup, and that is probably true for most of the other guys. If you need, you're desperately in need of a defender out of this game. It would be Lars Bender for me. Uh, just because of the Arias injury and they don't seem to trust Mitchell Weiser at all. Um, and as long as Lars Bender is healthy, he's, he's probably start most of the games as the right back. And I don't have any interest in Augsburg. Actually, I, I, I think it's, it's going to be a tough day uh, for them, uh, at Leverkusen. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think their little their little high point at the start of the season uh, is going to be short-lived. I still don't mind having Gikovic in goal. I did end up going for that Rurnov-Gikovic combination. The problem was I actually didn't trust Rurnov in that second game and I didn't bring him off my bench and he scored eight points more. But hey, that's just the way of the road sometimes. Um, but I agree with you. The only other name I'd mention, uh, shout out to Daily Zinkraff and 12 points last weekend. you got to give him a little bit of credit. I will say this, if he doesn't start on Thursday against Nice in the Europa League, I'm going to be a very happy man because I feel that means he's guaranteed to start against Augsburg. If he starts against Nice, I would worry about rotation just a little bit with Daly Zinkraven. So that's the only other point I will add to that. Okay, time to close out the show flow. And there's only one way to do that. It is with our player picks. Vegas choice, who are you going for? I'm going with Rafael Guerrero, 14.1 million. He's probably the second best defender if I look at raw points what I expect for this weekend after Angelino but like the risk of him being dropped Hazard is back in the frame I'm just not sure if like he's been out for a while is he going to start right away I'm not sure and as long like 
as long as we don't get a certain feel if Guerrero is actually starting, it will be hard for me to pull the trigger. But it could definitely be, uh, you can be rewarded uh, very uh, handsomely uh, if he starts and has a good game against Schalke, which is pretty likely if he's on the pitch. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll be honest, he was in my unlimited transfers draft until the lineups came out against Hoffenheim and then he quickly left my squad um my Vegas choice this week Renato Steffen we've talked about Wolfsburg we've talked about their good fixtures we've mentioned the fact that Brackelow has tested positive for the coronavirus I do believe that the player that will likely profit for that is a man coming back from his own period of quarantine in Renato Steffen nine 0.8 million is what he will cost you in midfield. So he doesn't break the bank. And we have seen him produce big numbers in the fantasy world as well in the past. Super Schnäppchen flow. Who are you breaking your bank with? Uh, it would be Klimovic of Stuttgart if he's playing. Uh, One million midfielder. But it's, it's more likely that he's not in the starting lineup. Um, that's probably depending on the health of Endo. Because uh, if Endo uh, is good to go and that's... Uh, what Pellegrino said that he's going to expect Endo to be good to go, but if not, Klimovic and Klimovic start. I think he he uh, he has some upside. Uh, I think Kulibali for one million would be my other choice as Super Schnäppchen if Klimovic isn't starting because uh, uh, he he's a pretty pretty uh, decent choice for that price tag, and I I think he actually can lock down that, that place as a left wing back because uh, I don't think that Sosa has been that convincing uh, so far. And especially in the season where Stuttgart got relegated, um, Sosa uh, did feature in that season as well. And like, he, he wasn't a strong point of the squad. So if Koulibaly is, is showing that he can play uh, at that level, I think he has a, a good... Um, chance to, to actually keep his, uh, place. So uh, moving forward, then actually Kulibali might be the better choice over Klimovic. Cause I think if Klimovic is probably going to start, that has to do with some other guys not being available to Pellegrino. And moving forward, I think it will be tougher for him to keep his job than, uh, for Kulibali. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, we're both thinking on the same lines here. I think Stuttgart is a great way to find a super Schnäppchen this weekend. I like your picks. I personally have gone for the much safer option in Gonzalo Castro. I don't think he has anywhere near as high a ceiling as the two players you've just mentioned, but he's virtually guaranteed to be starting not just this week, but probably for the next couple of weeks as well, if not for, for most of this season. And at 4.5 million, he too will not force you uh, to spend too much of that precious budget of yours. Banker time flow. Who's your banker this week? Yeah, I'm going with Gio Reyna. Um, Cause I feel that you want to have involvement in the Dortmund midfield and, and it just, Favre loves this guy. And uh, I feel after being rested in the Champions League, I pretty, I feel very certain that he's starting against Schalke. I know that's a sentence that can haunt me uh, after the match day. Uh, and there's no, there are no guarantees in football. That's just the way it is. But I feel pretty good with Giorena. And I think he's coming into his own. And I, I heard someone saying that he's the best uh, American to always <laughs> to ever play in the Bundesliga, James. Don't know if you would ag agree with yeah, that. No, I, I think Eric Rinaldo <laughs> said that. Uh, he hasn't seen an American player to that level. No, no. It was uh, poor old Lutz fan and still getting himself into a spot of bother there. But yes, admittedly, Eric Rinaldo did also mishear what Lutz said. But uh, yeah, G Giorena. Yeah, but Eric Rinaldo wasn't very good. I was around seeing Eric Rinaldo <laughs> play in the 90s. So like, uh, if you compare him, like Girena is, is already better than Rinaldo was ever in the Bundesliga. Uh, that like, and, and, and my, my sheets go back more than just weeks and months. I can tell you that, James. They, yeah, they definitely go back a little further than mine do. That's for yeah. certain. No, you are, you are correct. But yeah, that was a, that was a, that was one of the weirder Twitter interactions I've ever had, uh, on, on that social media platform, having to defend Lutz Fanagedil against Eric Wijnalda, uh, when it came to Gio Reyna's talents. And yeah, that's it. It's it, the, the quote from Lutz was that he could become the best ever American to play in the Bundesliga. I think my response was he's not 
you're not you're not sticking your neck too far out the window for that one. Um, but yeah, Eric wasn't particularly pleased with that or my English accent seemingly either. But then unfortunately, there's nothing I can do about that one. Um, okay, my banker. Before we digress too much at the end of the show here, my banker is Alassane Player. Um, he is. I, I, I'm starting to think I maybe should have put him down more as a Vegas choice, but I like Renato Stefan too much as my Vegas choice, so I am throwing out Player here because I wanted to pick a banker that was a little bit different, a name we haven't really mentioned. 15.3 million, he is pricey, but I do think he could be boom or bust. And against this Mainz team that don't look very good, I am... I'm backing him for, for boom. I'm backing him for boom. Um, okay, that brings us to an end of this week's Talking Foosball Fantasy episode. Don't forget to follow us at Talking Foosball on Twitter. Give us a like on Facebook. And if you haven't yet, join the Talking Foosball Fantasy League. For now, from me, your host, James Sergut Flo, and the rest of the Talking Foosball crew, Alfie Hearn. Alfie Dehern. 